Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to the show, friends and neighbors. We are going to start today on a very down note, but we promise we will get to a good note by the end of today's episode. Here's the downside. World War II was the most dangerous, deadliest military conflict in human history in absolute terms of people that died. Over 60 million people were killed, and that was about 3% of the world population at the time. That sucks. That's terrible. That's terrible. But that is the that is the context in which we find today's very strange story. I'm Ben. You are indeed Ben. Mm -hmm. And I am a very chilled out Noel. You're very chill today? I'm very chill today. I'm feeling very chill. Uh, and I just want to say props to uh, Robert Evans from Behind the Bastards who put this phrase in my head, chock full of Nazis. Mm -hmm. I love it. Slash, it terrifies me. Uh, he has used it in the past before. Has he really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's got a way with words. He wrote for Crack.com for a very long time, too. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Robert Evans. Uh, but I'm also, and I think you can get with me on this one, I'm also a big fan of super producer Casey Pegram. And super producer Casey Pegram is a huge fan of military history. <laughs> is that true, Casey? No, it's not true. Casey on the case. <laughs> I'm off the case on this one, guys. 
turning in my badge. I'll tell no. You what, no, no, no. I'll tell you what you're going to be on soon, my man, is a t-shirt. Oh, that's true. Oh. Uh-huh. You're going to be wearing a robe and pounding a gavel, and you're going to have a disapproving look on your face. Well, I think, you know, when we had talked about this off air, uh, Casey, you were pretty excited about a Law & Order-esque type t-shirt. Yeah, if we don't get sued to oblivion for doing it. Nah, it's fine, man. It's fine. It's fair use. You can get that shirt when it eventually becomes a thing at tpublic.com slash ridiculous history. Just putting that out there at the top. Yes, that's true for anyone who tossed some ideas our way in our community page, Ridiculous Historians. We do want to confirm that was not just idle chatter and Facebook commentary I was throwing at you. We have indeed gotten together and started making some t-shirts. We even have one just for the Quister, and we'd love to talk Casey into being uh, the inspiration for some t-shirt art. So let us know what your ideas are. Oh, no, it's happening, my friend. It's happening. And if you're listening to something in today's episode and you hear a turn of phrase or a particular image pops in your mind that you think would be a good idea for a t-shirt, do not hesitate. Let us know. Can't believe chock full of Nazis is already a thing. It's so good. Is it? Is it just the the assonance or what? What is it? Well, no. There's a coffee brand called Chock Full of Nuts. Mm-hmm. So when you say chock full of Nazis, that that's just that's what I picture is like a can of coffee with like swastikas on it. Oh, I see. I see levels. We're not entirely BSing here. Uh, the Nazis do come into play in today's story, but that's not where it begins. No, it begins in Manchuria. That's right, Noel. It begins in Manchuria in 1938. Uh, There's a young man whose name we were probably not going to pronounce correctly. Spoiler alert, because we are not Korean. His name is Yang Kyung-jong. Solid, man. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, He was 18 years old in Manchuria, and he was conscripted by the Imperial Japanese Army to fight against the Soviet Union. Yeah, in this little known, at least to me, and Mm -hmm. I think you were maybe tangentially aware of it, but a conflict called a couple of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, The Russians referred to it as the Battle of Kulkin Gull, and then the uh, Japanese side referred to it as something else. The Nomenhan Incident. There you go. Yeah. What was the incident? What was the beef? Well— First, I want to point out that the Battle of Culkin Gull sounds like a spinoff of a Tolkien book. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like something from Dune. Mm-hmm. And that's why for the title alone, I'm going with the Russian side on this one. But it was a series of conflicts, as you said, that were undeclared uh, between the Soviet and Japanese forces due entirely to disagreements about borders. And they were fought along the Soviet Union, Mongolia, Japan, and Manchukuo from, like, across the year in 1939. And this this mainly happened because these two forces were attempting to expand their territory and their reach. The Japanese forces maintained that the border between Manchukuo and Mongolia was this river, the Kalkan Gol, or in English, the Kalka River, which flows into Lake Burr. But the Mongolians who were allied with the Soviet forces, said that the border was actually 16 kilometers or almost 10 miles east of the river, just east of the Nomonhan village. And this wasn't just a little scrap, my friend. Upwards of 50,000 men, or as Cotton Flynn would say, 50,000 men were killed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no small potatoes, man. But you know who wasn't killed is our the hero. I'm going to call him the hero because I think he's a total hero. He's the story. protagonist for sure. Yeah, he uh, was not killed, thankfully. Um, he was, in fact, captured by the Russians mm-hmm. uh, and sent to a labor camp. And then he was drafted into the Russian army. And there are two reasons for this. So when he was originally conscripted by the Imperial Japanese Army, he became part of a pretty hardcore fighting force called the Kwantung Army. This was the largest and most prestigious command in the Japanese Army. So he already had some experience, right, as a unwilling soldier. And the second factor that led to his conscription again, his second conscription, was that the Soviet Union had a terrible, terrible, terrible problem with manpower. Yeah, they were short-staffed. Yeah, that barely even begins to cover it. They were so desperate, in fact, that they were taking anyone, you know? So they so they conscripted this guy. Do you want to stay in a gulag or do you want to fight for the glory of Mother Russia? Yeah, sure, easy. Easy, easy call. Have you ever been in a gulag? Doesn't sound nice. Yeah, you get it. So they were forcing anyone they could find to join up with the Soviet military and... Young does this for, what, about a year, Noel, right? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you see, this was right on the cusp of a little little scrap we like to call World War II. In a previous episode, we talked about um, the Nazis' use of uh, soccer, American soccer, mm-hmm. football, as a propaganda tool. Mm-hmm. We talked about this idea of appeasement and how the um, Allies kind of kept letting Hitler do his thing. Letting him do his thing. He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to chill out. Finally, he invades Poland, and that's just a bridge too far. Um, and then here we are. Right, because here in the uh, Pacific and Eurasian theater, even before the war is breaking out, we see these tensions, these undeclared conflicts ratcheting up, and Yang is caught in the middle of it. So just to keep track, he was not Japanese, but he got drafted to the Japanese army. He got captured, and then he got drafted to the Russian army. And he, in 1942, he was fighting in what they called the Red Army. He was sent to the Eastern Front of Europe. He was there for a year. But then in 1943, during the Third Battle of Kharkov, uh, he gets captured by Wehrmacht soldiers, by German soldiers. Yeah, that's right. They were called the Ostbataillon, which means East Battalion. Mm-hmm. Um, great article on not the most creative website name, but rarehistoricalphotos.com. Uh, has more than a photo. It's got a real nice photo of who we think this young man was. And it's very intense because he just has a real real hangdog look on his face. And he's so young. He's so young. And the, the, kid, the kid next to him it looks even younger. He looks like he's like 15. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, um, but yeah, there, there's some good information on this site. I recommend checking it out. It's just called Young Kyung Jong, the only known soldier to have fought on three sides of a war in 19. 19- 44. Spoilers. Right. What side was next? What side came next, Ben? Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. <laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at AvalonWaterways.com. So after he is captured by the German side, uh, they, first off, they apparently don't bother with asking him how he came to end up fighting in Ukraine for the Soviets, right? It's very likely that had circumstances been different, he would have been executed, right? Because the Nazis at this time were not in the habit of allowing prisoners to volunteer to serve in the army. Yeah, didn't you, weren't, weren't they down with that whole white supremacist master race thing mm. and they want to keep it pure well in this at this point in the conflict they were willing to take almost anyone who would throw in for the cause just another body to put in front of the bullets you know but they weren't like loot they weren't getting their asses handed to them at this point yeah this is just the beginning of the war they were still quite strong right but an experienced soldier is still an asset that's true and so because they had fallen into the habit of allowing, again, air quotes, allowing people to air quotes, volunteer for this, uh, Yang was conscripted to fight in that East Battalion or how do you say it, Noel? Ost Battalion. Perfect. Thank you, man. Uh, in the 709 Infantry Division of the Wehrmacht. And these battalions were small groups of men that were all volunteers, quote unquote, volunteers from the 
different regions of Europe that the Nazi regime controlled. They were folded into larger units of German soldiers to serve as shock troops and back up to more experienced battalions. You can find this right up to on todayifoundout.com by Carl Smallwood. I've been digging that site. Yeah, I've been digging it as well. Highly recommended. Uh, we we don't know who they are. We just We just think they do fun stuff. So there he is. Now he's in this other army. What happens next? <laughs> so now um, he's he's going to fight for his Reich to party. Huh? I'll allow it. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> You're very kind. Uh, in 1944, he gets sent to France, um, where he's going to join the Weimarks, uh Ost Battalion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with, and there are tons of Soviet prisoners, much the same way that he was conscripted by the Japanese very similar deal. Right. It becomes kind of like slave labor, right? Or like slave soldiers. Yeah, they're not forcibly saying join or die, maybe, as explicitly. but Seems to, implied. But yeah, to quote Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there's the implication. So we have to admit, it's not as if this kid was just raring to go for war. He was trying to stay alive and had done it successfully. So he goes to this Cotonin Peninsula in France shortly before the Allies attempt to storm the beaches in an historical event known today as... D-Day. D-Day. That's right. D-Day, where the Allied troops are storming the beaches at France. You've seen it depicted in so many war films here in the West. Well, it turns out this kid is on the other side, the Axis side, and... He's trying to prevent the Allies from storming the beaches. Yeah, he's defending it um, on behalf of the Nazis. Um, and he, he gets captured again. He gets captured again. Uh, can I tell you a quick aside? Sure. Uh, something I learned from todayifoundout.com mm-hmm. was that the actor who played Scotty on Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, his name's James Doohan, he was among the uh, Canadian soldiers who stormed the beach at Normandy, and he got shot six times. Um, I believe he lost a finger, got shot through the hand, several shots in the leg, and one in the chest that would have ended his life if it hadn't have been for this age-old movie trope. What do you think it was, Ben? Age-old movie trope. What saved his life? Oh, was it a, was it a Bible? Was it a, a flask? Cigarette case. It was a cigarette case. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I just, uh, I love that because it's such a trope. Mm-hmm. And it's a trope because, gosh darn it, it, it happens. <laughs> so the Germans eventually get overrun. This is not all entirely U.S. propaganda. It really does happen. The Germans are eventually getting overrun by the Allies. And this time, Yang is captured again, but this time by the Americans. And Kid can't catch a break. This kid cannot catch a break. Or maybe he's catching all the breaks. It's, you know, it's an interesting question. It's kind of a half full, half empty glass thing, right? It's a very Forrest Gumpian kind of situation, He's too. still alive. Right. He's alive. At this point. So that's, that is, I think, the probably his number one priority at that point. But there's a wrinkle. There's a problem here. When he's captured, he can't speak German. He can't speak English. The officers who originally found him and captured him, among them, there was Lieutenant Robert Brewer of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment, 101st Airborne, and he thought that 
this guy was a Japanese soldier in a German uniform, and he reported, somewhat puzzled, that the regiment had captured uh, four Asian people in German uniform and that no one could talk to them. And so they just sent him to a POW camp in England. Oh, and I believe they were um, ethnic Georgians. Isn't that right? Right. Yeah, that's that's the current that's the current debate, because you could see how someone from the West without experience in this part of the world or these cultures might just quickly categorize them. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and it's like uh, there are there's only one type of person that I could think of who would be here and looks like this. They must be Japanese. Take them away. Book them, Dano. Oh, I actually have it here as that they were from Turkestan. Turkestan. Okay, yeah, so yeah. still in Eurasia. Because uh-huh. I, found, I found that they were from Georgian descent. Interesting. Yeah. There's, a, there's not – this is kind of a murky story. It's, it's a it's lot true. Of, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of hearsay and um, not much is known about um, this, this young man's life prior to, right. to, you know, being conscripted into the Japanese Very army. Very little. Um, but what is known is that he – didn't stick around after the war ended. Um, he or he didn't go back home either. He went to America. Yeah, he was transferred to a prison camp in the U.S. and then he was released from captivity in 1947. And he said, "You know what? I'm gonna stay here." Yeah, land of opportunity and all that. Mm-hmm. He moved to Illinois and lived there. Cool. Yeah, and that, that's where Cook I don't county, right? Yeah, which is. Is that Chicago area? Yeah, yeah, Chicago area. And again, I don't, I don't know if you found anything on this, but I found that his life gets murky again. He sort of falls from the historical record. Yeah, that's where the story ends, at least as far as uh, rare historical photos is concerned. Um, <laughs> they, they, they say that they found that he quietly passed away in 1992, but there's really not much information about what he did mm-hmm. um, with the rest of his life. But, man, you look at the picture of who is supposedly this this young dude. He has seen some He's got that thousand-league stare so common with people who have experienced PTSD or uh, traumatic events. Uh, but there's a little bit of a fictional side to this that he would have enjoyed had he gotten the chance to experience it. There was a film made about his journey called My Way in 2011. And it's entirely based on Yang Kyung-jong's, I don't want to say adventures, no. His experience is hopping from one army to another all the way to Illinois. Can you imagine the stories this guy must have? Nope. Can you also, also additionally, could you imagine going to see a movie that was inspired by true events in your life, would you do it or would you want to skip it? Like, go see my movie? Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I think it depends on who plays. Like, I would want to know who played me. Well, I would I would obviously have final say on that. I think we have to. This yeah. came up on Movie Crush, uh, the mini crushes that I do with our buddy Chuck from Stuff You Should Know. Um, a, a listener asked who we would get to play ourselves in our movie. Chuck said he would get Jack Black to play him cool. Mm-hmm. I said, I want Bradley Cooper to play me mm-hmm. and I want him to really do some acting, man. You know, mm-hmm. put on some pounds, you know, mm-hmm. do the work, put in the work, Bradley Cooper. I want to see your chops. <laughs> that reminds me, hey, let me know who you would want to play you in a film adaptation of your life or 
a really interesting story in your life? I always think that's an interesting question. I've never, I've never saw anyone. I, I would just play myself. There's the technology now where I could play the young you man. You don't have the time, man. <laughs> we'll, you got too much going on. We'll make the time. We'll make the time. I'll do, a, I'll do it animated. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes. You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. Well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, speaking of making time, why don't we make a little time for some listener mail? Yes, listener mail. I'm not going to do that voice the whole time, uh, but we do want to say thank you to Aaron, who wrote to us on Facebook and said, wasn't there talk about you guys having some ridiculous history t-shirts made? Is this actually in the works? And then while we're in the thread, I asked you, if you were on Ridiculous Historians, uh, to suggest some cool t-shirt ideas. And I'd like to, Noel, I'd like to just laundry list a few of these. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Surprise me. All right. So... Aaron says, didn't you guys throw out the idea for a squatched T-shirt using Sasquatch as a verb? I think that's a home run. You got squatched, son. Yeah. And then uh, Oliver says, a bear with super dilated pupils holding a honey jar with skull and crossbones for hallucinogenic honey. And then all caps, for sure, Napoleon getting attacked by rabbits. 
I love all of these. These are great. These these folks are you guys are knocking it out of the park. And then we've had people go through and list things that they thought were t-shirt worthy, such as the West Point eggnog riot, the Gold Rush egg war, Harvey Wiley's Poison Squad. The list goes on. So thank you to everybody who wrote in, and please feel free to jump on that thread and give us more of your suggestions. Hashtag Poison Squad. Poison Squad. Okay, I got one here. Uh, subject is, yes, my ears are happy. I know this one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our buddy Jacob W. had written to us previously to alert us to the fact that we mispronounced a word that particularly triggered him uh, and sent him into a blind rage. Um, but thankfully, he seems to have chilled out. Portmanteau pronounced correctly. And I know it was me, Ben. It was me. I said portmanteau. I don't know why. I know how to pronounce it. I just got caught up in the moment. Oh, you're beating yourself up. He says, I don't know if it was my pedantry in the message. It was. Um, I sent you all from your site or if there were more of us bothered by that little detail. Either way, it shows that you do listen. We do. And you're willing to change. We are sometimes. (laughs) Admirable traits, my boys. That was my interjection to my boys. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much for writing in. This concludes our listener mail. But not our show. Tune in for our next episode when we look at the vital role potatoes played in World War II. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, uh, you can summon us at a crossroads at midnight, say our names three times into an unlit mirror. Now, that's for the other show. No, I mean, that that's, how, that's how I get around. Okay, cool. Yeah, you do you, my man. <laughs> and hey, we totally forgot to give our thankies on the last episode because we true. were so taken by Robert Evans's uh, glorious uh, extra credit segment. So, um... There's really nothing we can do about the past, but uh, we are now in the present, at which time I would like to thank, we would like to thank, super producer Casey Pegram, mm-hmm. Alex Williams, who composed our theme. Our researchers, Eves Jeffcoat and Christopher Hasiotis, as well, of course, as you. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. See you next time. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon Waterways can go where the big ships can only dream through winding passageways of rolling vineyards and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at AvalonWaterways.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 